The title of the show today is Wisconsin is Bigger Than Trump, A Tax Scheme That Hurts the Poor, Why Are Oil Prices Rising, Trump Shouldn't Be the Story, The Wisconsin Supreme Court is What Matters, Property Taxes Hurt Most Americans, and Oil Prices Are Rising Because of Supply Manipulation, But It Will Speed Up Green Energy. These are the items that we want to talk about today, unless you happen to call and change the subject. Because as I've told you a million times, this is your show. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Hit extension numero dos, extension number two. And we'll put you on air right away. And the phones are all empty. If you want to talk a little bit about the preamble, I spoke about what's going on in Austin. If you want to know what's going on, let me, let me, you know what? I forgot to say something that I wanted to say before, before I get into the program as well. And it went like this. There are so many things that ails Texans right now. Healthcare. Can you go and see a doctor right now? Can you get a, can you get a, a hearing with a specialist right now? Can you not go bankrupt when you go to the doctor right now? Can you go ahead and get a job? Or, or, or are you not getting a job because you can't find somewhere affordable to take care of your kid? Do you have a parent who is now disabled? It's in that part of their lives where they need a lot of your support and you just are having a hard time providing that support. There's so many things that really affects all of us here in the middle class, there in the poor, so many things that affect us that Austin, the Texas state legislature, which only meets once every two years, that they could be working on. They, could be, they have a $30 billion surplus, $30 billion surplus in Texas right now. And our schools are in trouble can we invest in education? Can we start thinking about passing laws that can actually help people instead of passing laws to put, create dissension among the population? Can we not look at each other as enemies? That's all we need to do. Austin, do your job. Help the lives of people. 713-526-5738. Give us a call. 713-526-5738. Okay. Title of the show, I gave that to you alone. So the first subject was Wisconsin is bigger than Trump. And it is bigger than Trump, folks. And it goes like this. Last, last night, as I listened to the cable news networks, I was bewildered. It is not like I did not know that these networks would hyperventilate on Donald Trump. Everybody wants to talk about Donald Trump, even though it does nothing to put a piece of bread in your kid's mouth, some milk in your kid's mouth, uh, your, cat, your child's education. It's just, it's just no value to speaking about Trump. But I hoped we would not repeat history. I hope we wouldn't just constantly give him airtime that it shuts out everything that is happening, everything that needs to happen around the country. But you know what? Last night, I was disappointed, as usual, with the coverage that he got. Unfortunately, the story should not have been centralized on Trump. Being arraigned, but on the fever of fascism starting to break. And I, I couldn't be more happy. And there were all the, the breadcrumbs in the several elections you had around Wisconsin and Illinois yesterday that should show us that yes, indeed, the fever is breaking. What we have to do is make sure we don't allow it to come back. Anyhow, Wisconsin is a 50-50 state with a slight progressive aggregate bias. What I mean, if you take a look at how Wisconsin's vote, it's always about 50-50, right? You, you, the person wins by a little bit over 50 or loses by a little over 50. That goes for both Republicans and Democrats. So it's a pretty balanced state. The rural areas, of course, are very conservative. The, the Madison, Wisconsin, which is a beautiful city. I went there for the Democracy Convention when we had Move to a Man come in with some other organizations to do some democracy work. 
beautiful city, very progressive. There is a university there as well, uh, University of uh, Wisconsin. We also have Milwaukee, which is fairly is 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 uh, very uh, progressive as well, and some of the suburbs, um, as we'll see later on. But anyhow, so it's generally a 50-50 state, but their Supreme Court had a one-vote right-wing majority. It allowed the legislature to undemocratically gerrymander districts. And here's the reason I say undemocratically gerrymander districts. The right is overrepresented in the Wisconsin Congress. Egberto, you're in Texas. Why are you talking Wisconsin? Very important. I'll show you that at the end. That, that, that state... That state is, the, the amount of representative that's there for the right in their state legislature is way over representation than the left. I, I'm going to go into those numbers a little bit later. Their Supreme Court had a one-vote right-wing majority. It allowed the legislature to undemocratically gerrymander districts. The election of liberal Jeanette Protasilus, I don't know how to say a word, Jeanette Protasuic, I think is her name, Protasuic, ensures that Wisconsin's Supreme Court will be controlled by progressives. This makes it possible for the court to repair many of the previous unconstitutional rulings by Wisconsin's Supreme Court. This is a court that during the uh, 2022 elections, they actually were talking about reversing the vote. And they, we missed it by one vote. Otherwise, the Wisconsin delegates or the, electoral, uh, the electors from Wisconsin could have easily been corrupted. And instead of the slate for Biden that, that actually won going to the, to the convention, it would have been the false electors. That is what that Supreme Court was about to do. This makes it possible for the court to repair many of the previous unconstitutional rulings by Wisconsin Supreme Court. Now, many would ask, why does a Supreme Court seat in Wisconsin matter to the rest of the America? It matters. Wisconsin is a near 50-50 state that with a democratic with a democratic lean as I said before, but after all, its governor is democrat. His Secretary of State is Democratic. Its Lieutenant Governor is Democratic. One of its Senators is Democratic. Its Attorney General is Democratic. So think about that. They're all, they're all Democrats, which tells you even now the state, because those are elected, those positions are elected statewide. They didn't have to create districts to elect those positions. They're elected statewide. So gerrymandering does not work for statewide elections. And it shows in the, it, the bias of that state towards progressives, towards Democrats, is readily evident. Ironically, its state legislature and Senate do not reflect anything like the population politically. Ironically, its state assembly currently comprised of 64 Republicans and 35 Democrats. Again, a 50-50 state. But the way they gerrymander the state, they gave you 64 Republicans and 35 Democrats. Its state's Senate comprises 21 Republicans and 11 Democrats. We, 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 you see the picture. Its U.S. Senate comprises one Democrat, one Republican. What's special about the U.S. Senate again? Those elections are statewide. So, it reflects the state. Half-half, right? Its U.S. House of Representatives comprises six Republicans and two Democrats. Again, there is that magic. Uh, a big overperformance of Republicans because how, are we how do we get House Representatives? We get them by creating U.S. districts, U.S. House districts. And the U.S. House districts are gerrymandered. The state house districts are gerrymandered. The Senate uh, uh, state districts are gerrymandered. And the only thing not gerrymandered are the top offices and otherwise. So we come out appropriately. The above is a travesty that is sanctioned by Wisconsin Supreme Court. Wisconsin is anti-democratically gerrymandered. Progressives 
taking charge of Wisconsin Supreme Court will allow for the mitigation of their on this unfairness. Additionally, it will prevent the state legislature from taking control of women's bodies. Again, it will prevent them from taking control of women's bodies. And that is what won yesterday. Women came out in droves. Uh, people came out and said, we do not want a fascist state. When I talk about the fever breaking, this is a humongous break in the fever that a 50-50 state overperformed for the progressive. The margin of victory in the election should scare the right-wing MAGA Republican Party. After record spending, the election was not even close, especially in a 50-50 state. The Republicans want to run culture wars. Even here in Austin, like I mentioned before, they're out there talking about, they're out there talking about uh, uh, drag queens. They're out there talking about lies about defunding the police. They're talking about all these issues. None of those issues are going to send your kid to school, put some food on the table, allow you to save for retirement. None of those policies that they're talking about in Austin does any of that. Culture wars. We have to get smart people. We have to elect people who are going to do, go out there and really do the work to help us make, have a better life. The Republicans want to run culture wars. Unfortunately for them, the culture that America wants is moving more and more towards progressive. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Extension number two. Would you like to talk anything about Wisconsin? If you want to do it in the context of Trump, feel free as, as well. We have here on the, on the uh, chat with us, Mike, Mike, welcome aboard. We also have Bruce Pollard says, Good day, Egberto. The legislature could make a red law. We also have red flag law. We, they could. And thank you for reminding me about that, Bruce. Uh, Haiku Pro says, uh, Pro stay witched. <laughs> Eric Hayes is also in the house. Haiku 333 is in the house. We have YT4ME57 in the house and Free Brother in the house. Let's go to Barry online. Numero uno. How are you doing today, Barry? Barry, are you in with me? Talk to me. Are uh, you hear me? Yes, sir. Hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Uh, this is question in Wisconsin. Uh, the districts were legally gerrymandering and redistricting. The yes, power they were. Party, the women, the party in power has the right to do that. Yes. When the Democrats are in power, they also redistrict and gerrymander. But True. I never hear you complain about that. Yes, I do complain about that as well. Oh, I never heard this before. Anyway. Are you saying that the right to school choice, lower taxes, lower property taxes, law and order, mm -hmm. stuff on crime, is not preferable to gay marriages, unlimited abortions, drag queens, gyrating and G-stringing in front of children, mm -hmm. weak on crime? Between those two, are you going for the left? No, actually, Again? you see, you're, you're asking to compare things that, don't, that really don't exactly. exist, as you say. Really, right, lower sir? taxes do exist. Lower taxes exist, but lower, lower taxes the same. Tax as, exists. Let me tell you, Being Barry. On, on crime exists too. Barry, didn't I get, give you a chance to say everything you wanted to say, Barry? Well, stop trying to recharacterize. No, what I'm, Barry, I gave you a chance to say everything. I make sure okay. you have a chance well, to speak. We, well, be quiet okay. for a second and let me answer you, sir. I respect so you. You respect me, sir. Rebut it the way I put it to you then. Okay, let's go. All right. Your, your premise one. is completely wrong. Oh. Because, out, first of all, lower taxes should not be the question. It should be the right amount of taxes to pay of the bills tax. of society. Period. Not lower taxes. Lower taxes makes no sense. Uh, when you say lower taxes... Wait, I'm saying with taxes because I need to explain to the, to the audience. I lower want to taxes, keep more of my income for myself, not give it to the it's government. Not, first not of all, it's not your it's not income, Barry. Barry. Let me tell you something, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. Why did did he hang up? Okay, I'm sorry, Barry. I don't know who hang up. It wasn't me. I promise you. You can call back at your leisure. Jane, come on in, Jane. All right, we're coming. Jane, come on in, my friend. Hi, can Hi. you hear me? Of course I can hear our beautiful Jane. Talk to me. <laughs> Hi, I've been so fascinated. 
fascinating listening to you every week. I have not been able to call. Well, I, I'm so happy that you can call now, Jane. Yeah, I have, I have a big question. Yes. Uh, are our are, are representatives and legislation, legislatures in Austin, Texas, prude? That's P-R-U-D-E. Are oh, they prude no, about no. cross-dressing and, and <laughs> all that? You know, they did that back before Shakespeare was born. Yes, yes. Jane. And and it's not new. It's nothing like that is new. So why do they want to ban people who like to dress? Heck, I dress like a guy. Are they going to put me in jail? Jane. Do look, I have to wear dresses now? Jane. I mean, are Jane, they Victorian? My, what? My dear, beautiful Jane. They don't <laughs> believe anything that they're saying. Okay? They think that there's a sect within their party that wants to hear that. That's the reason why they do it. They have no spine. And the thing about it is, those people who vote for these guys don't realize that they're not only hurting the libs, or they're not just doing something to the libs, they're hurting the entire Texas. And that's why I, you know, that's why I try to talk to my right-wing brothers and sisters. I have quite a few of them in, the, in my chat right now, and they're here every day. Uh, I, I, I tell you something. We have to get over the fever, which we're starting to get over, as Wisconsin showed. But here's the thing. Uh, uh, they don't believe that. They think that that is something that scares people. In other words, if you are going to school, if your kids are going to school, and you give the impression that a trans kid is going to be using the bathroom with your daughter, right? Oh, my God, you're going to be scared that that trans kid is suddenly going to go in there and attempt to rape your daughter and do all... That's what they want... They, they want to put that fear in you. Why are they doing you. that? That's stupid. Again, you know why they do it? Because as long as people stay uneducated, Jane, they believe it. And, and when they believe it, they act. There are a lot of well, things... Well, you know, you're right. Because this morning, uh, there was a lady who was on who had said the biggest problem that we have is people do not use their brains. Yes. Uh, I, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. She had said something like, don't turn to the universities, this education of what the, you know. In fact, people cannot think things through. I know when I hear something, you know, the first thing I do is research it out. Right. Check to see what's true and what's not true. Because this whole world is full of advertising. Yeah, let, me, let me push advertise back. advertise themselves. Jane. Companies advertise. Everybody advertises. Jane, I want to push back a little bit on you, right? When you say sure. people don't, don't you want... You can push. Yeah. <laughs> when you say people don't push, here's what I want to say. We have learned not to push back. Okay, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learned behavior not to be curious, right? It's a learned behavior. You know, you get a kid that is growing up, they, they want to touch everything. They want to understand everything. But that's you, normal. That's normal. But what we teach people in school now is not to think critically. We, 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 we have learned how the brain works. And if we start throwing certain things in your ba brain, we can allow certain behaviors out of you because we preempt your curiosity. We, learn, we have learned how to preempt your curiosity. And if, if we don't arrest that, what we get is what's happening on the right right now. And by the way, I want to say one other thing. There's a very small fringe on the left as well that suffers that same disease. Not the majority of the left, a very tiny fringe, but a large piece of the right is suffering from that. So I, what we have to do is bring back the curiosity into people. I don't want people to believe everything Jane says or everything Egberto says. I want them to say, ah, you opened up my curiosity. Now I will go and investigate or figure out or talk to other people to see if what you're saying really makes sense. Isn't that a better world, Jane? That's a common sense world. Yeah. And it really, I mean, I look at it as being common sense because I know that everybody's going to agree with my strange opinion sometimes. Even when I built this cottage, people, my builder even thought I was crazy. Everybody <laughs> thought I was crazy building this house. 1,600 square foot. It's not humongous or anything else. But it kind of looks like it's out of a woods fairy tale kind of right. thing. 
And when it was finished, oh my God, you didn't hear all the compliments I get. But well, you know what, Jane, you're going to have to say, hey, Jane, you're going to have to email me that picture of that home at infoatpoliticsunright.com. <laughs> I got to see that. You you open the door, girl. I'm going to put that in the blog. Put it, Send oh, it to infoatpoliticsunright.com. I'm going to blog it. You got to do it, girl. <laughs> I mean, and listen, I'm starting to plant landscaping plants and all that kind of stuff, but it's all native to this area. But right. anyway, back to the subject. Yes. Like everybody is focused on Trump. I don't like you said. Why? Yep. I mean, the more you focus on Trump, the more he likes it, and the more he loves his exactly. campaign. He is what I call, and I may be wrong, a grifter. Uh, you, and, no, no, you're not wrong at all. You're absolutely right. You know, I, he doesn't do little things like most grifters do. He right. does the big things. <laughs> he likes the big audience and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't focus on him, I mean, how many people have been arrested or, or indicted or whatever for Jane. for whatever he, supposedly he did? I mean, I'm sure a ton of people have done, but nobody focuses on that. Jane. So why focus on this guy? Jane, you're absolutely right, and I need to go to Ray, so let me add... Time is too short. Yes, time is short. Guy. Keep it up. And you keep, keep calling, you keep listening. Thank you so kindly, my friend. I'll okay. I'll send you a picture. Thank you. Info at politicsdoneright.com. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, let's go to Ray, line numero uno. Come on in, Ray. And Johnny, we accidentally dropped you, so come on back in, Johnny, and call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738, extension number two. Please give us a call. It's all yours. Talk to me, my dear brother, Johnny. Johnny? Oh, this, is, this, is, this is Ray. <laughs> oh, I mean, Ray, Ray. Come on in, Ray, my dear brother, Ray. Talk to me. Yes, uh, happy hump day to you, Egberto. Happy to you too, my uh, brother. I'm going to just keep it short and say I have one hope yes. of everything that's going to materialize from this Trump indictment mm -hmm. frenzy, okay? If Trump is disqualified mm -hmm. from any public office, yes. that is my only hope. I don't care if he goes to jail. Thank he you. could walk around Fifth Avenue like you say and shoot somebody. <laughs> I don't want him, but I don't care about his freedom essentially being in being at jeopardy. I just don't want him to have another opportunity to be the um, fascist in chief, right? For his sycophantic followers, right? That's all I want from this whole ordeal. But Ray. if it doesn't amount to that, it, it really seems. Uh, futile. You know something, but it Ray? Still needs to happen. Ray, there is so much to what you just said because I agree with you. And in, in, deep in the heart, I think that is what I would want to because throwing him in jail, first of all, would make him a martyr. I don't think he is ever going to go to jail. Honestly, I was talking to Howard earlier and I said, I don't think it's going to happen. But I am with you. I just want him not to be able to come back to elective office again. I think you're That's absolutely it. right. You're absolutely all right. All I want. I don't care if he goes to jail. I really don't. And, right. and, and I mean, the brother Barry, you know, he's a tough act to follow. I'm <laughs> sure he has his opinions on that. I want him to call back because all. I really want him to call back because when he talks about low taxes, I want to show him that whenever he talks about low taxes, he's, he's actually saying he wants to be a um, he wants to be on the on the on the what do you call it on the dole. All these people that want low taxes generally are on the dole because we are supporting them. The, the states that want, I'm coming to you, Johnny, the states that want low taxes, those are the states on the dole. Mississippi, uh, uh, Alabama. Uh, That's his translation for starve the government of all the resources that help poor and working class. Exactly. Low taxes really means barriers. Thank you, you very really much. Want to be real about it. All right, I Ray. Mean, thank that, that me, but thank you, Ray. Any, any kids you need to say real quickly before I go to Johnny? No, that's it. I've said it, brother, and uh, you just keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep listening. Thank you, brother. You have a great day. All right, let's go to brother Johnny. Come on in, Johnny. Johnny is coming to the air. There you go. There you go, brother Berto. Uh, I think Jane could turn out a pretty penny and have some left over for donating to KPFT <laughs> if she opened up her cottage to B&B. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you kind of opened that door for me to say. We're not in fun drive right now, folks, but 
go to kpft.org and please go ahead and con and, and, and consider supporting us and support politics done right on KPFT. Go ahead, Johnny. And click, and click on the cottage icon, Jane's uh, Airbnb icon. We don't have it yet, but we're going to have to talk to Jane about it. Talk to me, Johnny. Okay, so the conversation with you had with Jane when you talk about lack of nuanced thinking, mm -hmm. you know, one of the best ways we could counter-program that in the interim is to encourage people to quit watching local uh, over-the-airwaves network broadcasting in the morning or the afternoon. Yes. I've got a cousin who every day starts his day up by watching Channel 13 ABC TV. Right. And that stuff turns your brain off. It numbs you. They... Not just hitting on ABC. I'm talking about the other two networks oh, yeah. in this town. They follow the same, the same pattern, yeah. They, they they do the same lineup. They have what I call police blotter news, where they just go down to the police department, and they get the sheet of who they arrested, and they get some videos, and they show people of color getting arrested for something or another. And it's an incomplete, inaccurate, unpurposefully misleading, uh, lazy journalism. And, and then they end the show with sports. You could take a sports cast from Monday and play it on Friday, and I bet you couldn't tell the difference right. except for the narration. Right. You know, jo is, Johnny, I want to... We turn people We turn people off. We turn people off to thinking. The only time of nuanced thinking we, wit we witness is at the sports bar on Friday night when they're drinking beer. Then they could cite, cite all kinds of statistics about who won this and who did that. Right. So you know they're capable. Right. You know they're capable. You know, Johnny, I am glad that you brought up that thing about how the local news work. I'm glad that you brought up that how they go to the police time, get get the list of people that X, Y, Z, and then show a whole lot of people of color on the thing. I, and let me tell you why I'm glad that you said that. Because a lot of people tell me, why do you always give people on the right the benefit of the doubt? Why are you so friendly with all those folks that just look down at us at, at, on the left, etc.? And I said, because the, what's the issue there often is, you listen to what you just said, is they are being, they've, they've been programmed. And how are they programmed? If, 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 you, if people want to say, hey, the right is, uh, you know, they, they, let's say the right is racist or whatever they want to say. And I'm like, that's not the case. The case is many times what you find is that the, 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 the inputs that they get from TV, if you go to TV tonight, I guarantee you, you go to TV tonight, most of the people that are arrested, most of the people doing bad things will likely look like me. But then you go to probation. This happened to a friend of mine, right? He got into a little trouble, and he got a good lawyer, and what he got was probation, and he didn't have to do all the things that show up on TV. And when he looked at all the crazy and bad things from beating your wife to shooting your wife in the leg or your son, your, all these kinds of things were present in this room, it just didn't look like what showed up on TV, on local news. So when you look at local news, crime looks a certain way. And when you look at reality, crime looks another way. It looks, when you look at reality, crime it looks like the demographics of Houston. When you and look on TV... Reminded me. Yes. When we talk about local news, it's just not the local. It's at the national level. I, for example, most recently, the other day, they covered the limousine proceedings like they did the OJ chase. Yes. There, yes. There's empty calories there. There's yes. no nuanced uh, commentary. There's no background there. There's right. no, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when t reporters, they lack, they, they oh, c c context. Context. They don't provide context. Right. So you're watching this. TV's a passive medium. Right. So it requires your, your ears and your eyes. That's why I don't like TV. I prefer radio because you can do other things at the same time. So you're watching the morning or the evening uh, TV news, and it's the same crap. They do it in the same formulaic way. You can time your watch, your eggs by it. Yeah. And when they show Donald Trump as if he's some kind of no. Uh, figure deserving a guy with a halo over his head right the president hey john let me let me hold stay stay put john don't move yet i want to tell folks folks give us a call 713-526-5738 713-526-5738 
5738. Hit extension 2 to come on air right away. You'd be right after Johnny. Don't leave yet, Johnny, but I need to address some of the folks in the chat. Uh, we have uh, Lee Grant who said, local news, he asks a question, local news full of, uh, of uh, black criminals? Well, I want to say black, and I should say BIPOC criminals, people of color criminals is what it's full of. And then he says, that's nonsense. And then he says, many of the broadcasters are black for sure. That is what my good friend Lee Grant, and Lee Grant's a good guy, he's a supporter of the show. That's what he says on, on the chat. What I want to reply to, uh, to Lee Grant is, Lee... But many please, cops are black. But what he doesn't see is he doesn't see what's the producers and how the, the stories are chosen. You see, I have people back in the studio that have given me the 911. I'm very careful in the way I talk about these issues. But yeah, so that is what the reality is, um, uh, Lee Grant. Go look at the producers and go look at the folks who select what stories are going to get that particular time on air, Lee Grant. Lee Grant, you know, we always talk facts here. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, why are left saying the economy is great or crime is not a problem? I never said economy is great and I never said crime was not a problem. What I did say is crime isn't the ascendant crime rate that the right would like you to believe it is. It's actually declining and we can actually see the reason for crime is a socioeconomic issue. If we started to do that, then we'll solve the problem. Johnny, continue remind, before I go. Remind your, your follower, your friend, Lee Grant, that there are lots of cops who are black, yeah. and they have been hijacked. Of they course. They are afraid of being judged and, uh, as a black person, a traditional angry black, so they go bend over backwards like Barack Obama did Thank you. to be liked by the power structure. They use their office, their badge, whatever, to play along with the crowd, what? the people that they're co-workers with. And don't forget, if you disrespect your co-workers, they have guns. You and know something? they lie on a form of how you got hurt at their hand and Johnny, to someone else. Johnny, I got to so go, I gotta go to another caller, Johnny. But here, before you go, I want to tell you this. I want to thank you again for... You, I like when our callers seed issues, and you seeded an issue for me. Uh, today, which is important. Uh, when you talk about black cops and all of that, there's no difference between a black cop and a white cop and how they Hello. treat society. There's no difference at all. The only difference you'll see is if that black cop gets in trouble, he'll get his butt thrown in jail a lot quicker. So, I mean, let's, let's be clear here. It's, it's a system. I, I don't accuse people of things. I accuse systems of creating what we have. Thank you so kindly for calling in, Johnny. One, one last thing, one last thing yes, real quick. Sir. Channel 13 didn't bring to its viewers, I don't think they did, they didn't mention that Donald Trump was not a, a mug. He didn't get a, a mug shot. Mug taken. Yeah. Only fingerprints. Exactly. And his next court date is in December. I know. Eight months from now. I know. How I know. We don't hear about that. We and then, and then when, when, it, when the election comes closer, they're going to put it on hold and say they can't get involved in the election. But we'll talk another time. You know I'm here, brother. That was packed up to be. All right. Yeah. Thank you very, so kindly, brother. All right. Let's go to Pete. Come on in, Pete. Line number one. Come on in, Pete. Uh, see? Pete, you're on. Being the best part of KPFT, I appreciate you still being on. Oh, I'm sorry, Pete. Could you, could you start again? I, I, I missed you. Go ahead. I said... I said, I sure thank you for hanging in there and still being on the show, uh, being the best part of KPFT and, uh, for that matter, the radio community in general. Oh, I, I appreciate like to bring that. Up a concern with respect to the homogeneity that you mentioned with respect to the criminal element mm -hmm. that comes down uh, downtown, mm -hmm. actually presenting themselves to 1201 Franklin. Yes, sir. At one time or another. Uh, basically... The homeless community is the same way. Uh, we commonly look at the homeless as, you know, the disenfranchised who are just people of color. And I'd really encourage people to come down uh, close to 1201 Franklin, around Prairie, down by the Beacon, where uh, there really is no, no hope for a place to put their heads. They have to sleep on the concrete, um, you know, and on and on, not having a meal there and 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 this kind of thing so i'm just bringing up up that to say it's time for us to have a voice from the homeless and i sure do hope that kpft opens the door both with your, your kind of show and this kind of thing for the homeless community to come in and have a representative if not to to come in and and speak on some of the plight of the homeless 
that's all I have to say to Pete. Well, Pete, let me. Thanks again for your show. Uh, Pete, don't don't leave yet because I want to. Or if you have to, do you have to leave now? Or can you hold about a minute or two? No, no, I can hold. Okay. I can hold. Here, here's the deal, Pete. As far as the homeless is concerned, I'm well aware of the problem. I'm well aware of what we do as far as how we represent the home, homeless. Okay. First of all, I'm glad that you brought up the issue of homeless in Houston comes in all colors, and everybody kind of know, kind of know that. But what we tend to do on our news media and our society in general is make when things, the bad things that occur in society. We try to project that onto people of color for a particular reason. And there are reasons for this. There are psychological and social reasons for this. The reason is as follows. Uh, if you want to control a society, right, you want to create gradations within that society so that you can keep that society divided. So if you believe that associated with, with, with pigmentation comes poverty, comes degeneracy, comes violence, and all those things, as false as that reality is, it's easy for you to then go to another community and say, vote for me and not others like that. Because, again, it's that, it's that psychological input into one's brain. I mean, you don't always do it from the position of intellect. A lot of times you just do it from the position of inference. Right? You infer, they don't, on TV, they don't tell you that all these criminals that we're, that most of these criminals that we're putting on TV are people of color and that people of color commit more crimes as opposed to it being a socioeconomic thing. They don't tell you that. They show you that. And as you see these things, you start to make a mental picture of what crime looks like, what homelessness looks like, etc. I had a caller, uh, a former, chief of police in Florida called into the show and he said that he said when he went he's a white guy who went to into black communities he said yes he felt the difference and he felt he treated folks differently because of things that he saw things that were there things that were socioeconomic and he said and that's why most of us are like that to which I said that puts an onus on you, my brother, meaning the sheriff. You have to teach people about these particular issues. So, Pete, I take what you say absolutely as something we have got to do. I, I tell you, I've been doing this for years now with, uh, with uh, Occupy Houston, Occupy Kingwood, been a part of all these different movements that, yes, we are trying to bring awareness to that, Pete. Thank you so much. You have and, a, um, yes, sir. Go ahead. And uh, I, I hope to have one or two people call to try to get, represent the homeless community. Look, I mean, this, this this show is open to everybody. If you're you're if you have somebody homeless that wants to call in, you give them the number. You tell them how to get it. I'd love to hear their stories. Um, uh, we, yeah. we actually learn in stories. Open. I'm talking about and I'm talking about the station in general. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, but thank you. For I am pretty sure uh, we have an eight o'clock show as well. Very nice guy, uh, Steve. Steve. Uh, Steve Hunter. Uh, again, I'm pretty sure that would you know call. We are here. That's we are called community radio. So call in, brother. You have a good one. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right, uh, folks, uh, I, assuming that subject is over, i ready to go to the other subject, but you guys can call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Lee Grant, so I hope I got to you. Uh, uh, para ver, Eric Hayes, I hope I got to you with the commentary. I won't answer you directly. Haikoop333 says, those five cops were arrested right away, which supports Egberto's point, Eric Hayes. I mean, look. I, I tell folks when I make comments, don't take it at face value. Research it. And if for some reason you find out that what I said wasn't quite accurate, tell me. I'll actually correct myself on air, brother. All right, let's go. The second item that I had is, why are oil prices rising? Okay, and by the way, you can call me, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738, extension number two. Why are oil prices rising? And here's it. I am tired of politicians and economists acting as if our capitalist system is functioning as they define it. Many economists define capitalism as the efficient allocation of resources. What does that even mean? Profit maximization, health maximization, happiness maximization, the ability to purchase by choice what is available for purchase? 
because one says something does not make it true. Trump says a lot of stuff. Half of it was never true. Biden says stuff. Some of it isn't quite accurate. The best truth is what you are living, what you are seeing. The results of, however, you want to define our economic system are income inequality, wealth disparity, 80% of Americans being a paycheck away from financial dire straits, and healthcare insecurity that puts all of your meager gains at risk and bankruptcy. That's the reality that we are with today. It's not debatable. That is what's happening. The people that you see super happy, that 20%, that 67 million Americans or so, they're doing quite well. And that's who you see on TV. That's who you see living la vida loca. Tú sabes lo que estoy diciendo. Tú sabes lo que estoy diciendo. I preface the current creep in oil prices with the former statement because there are, in fact, market mechanisms causing the rise in oil prices and the ability of the titans of finance to choose to keep available crude off the market. In case we dropped you, that call just come in. You can call back again and we'll get to you. All right. Vox reported the following. So why this now? As The Guardian explains, this is a preemptive move from OPEC ahead of an economic slowdown and potential recession. It's also an attempt by the cartel to sort, uh, to sort of put a floor on oil prices and a signal it likes that 80, they like that $80 number. Stuart Glickman, Deputy Director of Equity Research of CFR Research, says that OPEC is trying to proactively refigure some supply-demand math because they are concerned about what's going to happen on the demand side. He believes there are two main issues at play. One, there has been a lot of market anticipation around China's reopening after harsh shutdowns due to the pandemic were ended in late 2022 and what might mean for global economy. But it's starting to look like it may be as much of a game, not as much as a game changer as anticipated. Going into this year, everybody was talking about how this is the year of the China reopening trade and probably it's inflationary and should spur a lot of demand for more commodities, including crude. And that should put some wind in the sales of crude oil, Glickman said. What's happened to far is kind of underwhelming. Two Concerns around a potential banking crisis springing from the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and troubles with bank in the U.S. Uh, cratered prices. If that regional banking situation doesn't unravel further, the demand might come back. I want, that, is, that is a quote that I did, but here's the answer to that. Note that there was nothing in the statement about supply and demand. It is all about what they want the price to be for a resource that we are currently dependent on. Some would say this is not a free market-based system or capitalism. I beg to differ. This is exactly the system. Unless we choose to see, unless we choose to see things as they are and adjust our economy to serve us all as opposed to the few, they will continue to jack us around and keep us on the steady path to indentured servitude. Let's go ahead, Steve. Come on in. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought it was green. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, folks, let me, let me continue with what I, what I needed to say here because... The last subject that we're going to talk about is how taxes, property tax, hurt the poor. But come on in, Steve. Come on in. Yes. Could, could you explain uh, the caller the, uh, that cut you off? Yes. Uh, you're in the middle of a good explanation about what is, what, what is fair tax policy. I'm and glad you asked. And I was very interested in that. And I, uh, I, always, I always enjoy your comments. You have a good perspective. Thank you so kindly, sir. Let me, let me just say, you know, people like to just talk about cut taxes, raise taxes, lower taxes. Low taxes doesn't mean anything. If you have low taxes in such a manner that you cannot pay to build the roads, if you have low taxes that you cannot pay for health care and all these other issues... It, it absolutely makes no sense. And why is the case? Let's give a good example. Right now, you as a, as a, as a, cid, as a worker, you may pay, you pay 3.5% Medicare and everybody wants to say that is enough. 
Well, if it doesn't cover everybody's health, it's not enough. And you can say, but I pay my fair share. I don't want to pay more. Well, you know what? Individual thinking eventually hurts the individual. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Individual thinking eventually hurts the individual. If America gets sicker, what happens to the individual who thinks they stand alone? If workers are not able to go to work anymore because they're sicker. I mean, we can, we can permute this to so many different avenues where people who think low taxes are a good thing, uh, it, they, they fall apart. Here's the funniest thing about it, Steve. High, I, I could make an argument that says high taxes is a good thing. And my argument would be, if I take the money out of the hands of those who capitalize on, who capitalize on all that money, right? I'm going to put that money back into circulation. And when that money goes back into circulation, that the speed of money is going to generate more income that that person that pays more taxes will recover a lot of. And that is a mathematical... I can show that mathematically, but they don't like to talk about that because there's something else underlying. I don't know if I was sufficiently clear with you. If you need some more details, I can. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good explanation. You know, so I mean, what, what, I, what I wish for people to start saying, right, is, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a concept of having... That, that if, there's a concept that says we're all human beings. And as all human beings in a particular society or in any society, we should have the right to live, right? In other words, we should have a right to live. Now, the truth of the matter is if in college and in high school and all these other places, we taught civics and we taught good manners and we taught it's good that everybody work, we wouldn't have the problem that you have a, a large percentage of vagrants or anything like that, people who don't want to work, right? We would, we would create a society like the ant community or these other communities where everybody understands that for society to work, we, most of us who can should work. And how do you foment a society like that? People have to be educated. But the things that we do, we don't want to pay taxes to educate folks so that they learn the values that we claim we want to have as a society. They don't want to invest in that. But then when the results of that lack of investment shows up, they start to say, well, low taxes and get rid of those people. It makes no sense, Steve. Anyway, anything else you want to add, Steve? No, I think you gave a great explanation. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, my brother. You have a great day, okay. Steve. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. Last subject of the day is... I can't believe, even with the calls, I was able to get to the last one. A tax scheme that hurts the poor. I want you guys to listen to this one in detail. I think I got like three or four minutes to tell you this one. Here it goes. As I drove into KPFT a few mornings, I saw a beautiful three-story building on a lot in the hood. Somebody with capital made a wise decision. They probably bought that land that is pretty close to the center of Houston for cheap and build an expensive, beautiful abode. The one act, the one act had, that one act has likely increased the value of the entire area. This means the homes, more likely the land, in the area will appreciate a lot. This will force many to sell their homes at less than market value because they cannot afford new ta the new taxes. But that is not all. Let's say a person doesn't have a lot of money, but is good with their hands and can build. They may have friends who they've worked for who donated wood, cement, piping, and other construction material as they worked on various jobs for them. If they use their building ability to create big, nice home, a big, nice home, they are likely to be unable to live there because they cannot pay for the taxes on what they built. And I spelled that wrong. I got to correct that. The owner of stocks does not pay taxes on their assets or stocks until their gains or losses are realized. What that means, they don't pay taxes until they sell the stock, until they lose money on the stock or until they gain money on the stock. Our financial system is designed to keep most of the poor poor and most of the rich rich. And of course, it keeps the middle class treading water you're treading water, baby. We're supporting everything else. Our tax system can only be fair if it is progressive in nature. Otherwise, there is little room for the growth 
of the masses. And that is what we can see with our eyes. When I saw that house as I drove into Houston, I'm like, what a beautiful house. But what is it doing there? What a beautiful house. What is it doing there? But it is there, and that house is going to change the nature of that entire community. But our economic, it didn't have to, right? But because of how our taxation works, because we are going to pilfer those poor people that lives or surrounds that house, that, if, that area will, by our financial system, by our economic system itself, by our tax, tax system itself, it will ensure that those people that are currently there will no longer be there for the foreseeable future because somebody are pricing them out of their own birthright. We don't get it. We don't get it. We have to understand. And Lee Grant says, Egberto's utopian anthill. It's not utopia. You know, they want us to believe it is utopia. Asking to get what's ours. Demanding what belongs to us. Demanding it, they want you to believe that, oh, Egberto is living a pipe dream. That's just a pipe dream, brother. No, Mr. Grant, it's not a pipe dream. It's a dream that it, it's, it, it's something that we ought to demand and fight for. We ought to realize that we do have the power with our one vote because we still have one vote. And the 80% of Americans that are currently underserved by our government, underserved by our community. We can do it. Anyway, the time is coming close for me to shut this baby down. So I'm going to tell you guys, thank you for coming. Please go to kpft.org. Support the program. Ensure that we can stay on air by going to kpft.org. Hit that donate button. Support us. Let us know that you like what we're doing here. If, it, if you're doing it for Politics and Right, make sure to select Politics and Right and say, yeah, I like that program. 713-526-5738, extension number one, if you want to donate to the program. And kpft.org, hit the donate button if you want to give the program. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.